0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 484 of Locked on Canadians. And as always, thank you for making Locked on Canadians your first listen every single day. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matla. I am as bewildered as always by the Montreal Canadiens. And I am joined by my co-host, the active stick, Laura Saba, who may be just as bewildered and confused as I am. Laura, it is Sunday night when we're recording this. We are sitting down after the Canadians found a new devastating way to lose. And I I guess it's just time for a vibe check on how we're feeling overall.
1: See, when I said that the Canadians should be interesting and bad as opposed to boring and bad, this is not what I meant. (laughs) This is the opposite of what I meant. Okay, so here's the thing. We know the Canadians are bad. We've got a lot of ideas as to why, but this one was truly bizarre. And this is something that Jared book uh, of Habs eyes in the prize said, he said that that's the really frustrating thing about this team is that there is talent on the ice and they are capable of doing what they did in the first period against Vegas. That was a perfect period. They played so well. They were hemming Vegas in their own zone. That was not something we had seen all year all season literally all season we had not seen them hem a team into their own zone for almost the entire period like it blew my mind it, the shots were 20 to 1 20 to the shot attempts were like a 100 to, to 1 it was it was crazy
0: i i wasn't watching live i was playing catch up and making highlights as they came up and i looked up and saw it was a 9 nothing shot advantage and i went what and then by the end of the period, it was a 20 to 1 shot advantage. The Canadians were playing extremely well, like they had two really nice goals. They were on the board, they were playing great. They played like the team we knew they could be. And then it just all fell apart. They and we're not blaming the officials for the entire game, but they missed an obvious hooking or tripping call against Jake Evans. And then the Puck goes the other way. Ben Charat yeets the puck out of play, power play. Vegas scores their first goal of the year, and we will get to that later on. And then the wheels just fell off. Cedric Paquette took another terrible penalty, and then the Canadians were down 3-2, and then it was just nothing. Just, they're so mentally fragile as a team that the minute the going got even slightly tough they just wilted on themselves. And it's quite frankly embarrassing to watch. This is a team that overcame a 3-1 series deficit a few months ago against their oldest rival and went to the Stanley Cup final. And this year they cannot string, I'm not even going to say consecutive games, they cannot string consecutive good periods together at this point. It's baffling how nothing has happened. The only thing they've done majorly is send Cole Caulfield down, and that didn't exactly fix everything. And we're getting to that point that sooner or later, you gotta pull the shoot or you gotta do something. And quite frankly, I don't think they're gonna do anything, which is part of the problem. This team is just content being a mess right now. And just watching the players out there, it's painful to watch. It's not fun, it's not exciting. And it's got to be eating away at some of these guys who signed here to make, you know, playoff runs and to make all these or to have chances at a Stanley Cup or more. And they're getting whatever this crap is. It, you have to imagine it's frustrating across the board.
1: I'm going to say something that may or may not be optimistic. I think they've demonstrated when you said the words, this team is so mentally fragile. And, you know, we're talking about how Jared was talking about their inconsistency. It's definitely a large chunk of it, not all of it, a large chunk of it is in their heads and they need to figure out what's going on. They're constantly down on themselves in interviews. They're talking about how angry they are. They always talk about how they need to look in the mirror, how it's in the room, how it's, you know, how the answers in the locker room, the dressing room, they have to, you know, they have to each play better, they need to execute better, they keep talking about that. And Dominique Ducharme also keeps talking about that. And we will get into this later in the the episode. But there's so much that's tied up in their brains in their mental state, with the way that they're playing. So we know, that this team isn't great, right? Nobody's pretending that it is. Nobody's pretending this is a contending team, but they have more talent on the ice than the results are showing. And the fact that they fall apart instead of going in for the kill, like if I was a team that had dominated a reasonably decent team, I know I know, Vegas is struggling coming out of the gate, but if if I had a team that dominated in the first period, Like, I would go for the jugular in the second. That's what I would do. I wouldn't fall apart. That killer instinct is gone. It does not exist. That aggressiveness, that, like, literally any good team, they would go in for the kill. And what did the Canadians do? They fell back. There is such a thing as score effects, obviously. There is such a thing as having such a great period. But the thing is, like, Pete DeBoer is one of the few coaches in the NHL, that does not believe in adjustments. He literally does not believe in adjustments. So when you're playing against a team like that, you know that the coach is not going to adjust. You know the players are going to get a bit more aggressive. And what did you do? You got scared of them. So there is like this insanely, uh, I want to say like, insanely is a really bad word when we're talking about this, Uh, like an extremely, extremely powerful mental uh, like block that they have. I don't even know if it's the block. It's like, it's a mind F, you know, there's something wrong. There's something going on there. So part of that has to do with your coach as well. We talked about the absence of leadership. We know now that Carrie price has rejoined his family. There's going to be, you know, a few weeks, maybe, maybe two, maybe even more. We don't know, but he's going to be like checking out his knee and seeing how he feels, Working with the with the trainers and all of that, and seeing where that is, he he still has to pass a physical. Uh, So there's a little bit of that. So like Carrie Price is coming back, but you can't 100% put all the leadership on Carrie Price. You can't do that. That's one person, and like the team as a whole needs to find it. They need to find wherever this is. And you know, we're we're not saying they're going to come back and they're going to be as good as you know Florida or or (laughs) Boston or whoever. But I think it's possible for them to not be as terrible as this. There are some games that they're going to win. I mean, like, we're at the point in the season right now where I'm like, all right, maybe it should be a wash because there are some really ta- talented players. Like, just, just yesterday, somebody was tweeting at the Lockdown Canadians account that they're ready for a full rebuild where they haven't been in the past. Maybe this is the year they do it. Maybe this is the year they should do it. You know, we, this question we've been asking, this question since they lost to Buffalo in the second game of the season. Should the Canadians tank? Maybe they should like, like really maybe they should because they like, there's talent at the end of that. Like the end result of that is you're going to get hopefully a top three player. If you're going to stay a bottom three team, you're going to get a top three player. Hopefully. Right. How far can you fall in that draft? Top five player, the like, top five in the draft is supposed to be amazing. So just like, just ride out this, this, this streak, you know, I know, I know it's frustrating for us. I know it's frustrating for the fans, but just think of how good this team could be three years from now.
0: Yeah, well, we were talking about how good this team could be three years from now, a couple of years ago, and look where we are now, unfortunately. Well, it, it isn't all bad, though, folks. It is the return of our three-up and three-down day here at Locked On Canadians every Monday. And coming up in our next segment, we're going to go over our three-ups because there were actual positives this week. Even if the Canadians just tried their best to have absolutely none, and those are coming up next. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I wanna tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love, without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required, content varies by package. Do you want an all-star team? You need an all-star hiring partner. You need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all, attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates, Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, and Virtual Interviews. Indeed makes it easier for all-star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Pick what skills are important for you from over those 135 assessments and get a clear view of your top talent's abilities even faster. Assessments make the interview process smoother for everyone, talent doesn't need to prove themselves again, and you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. With Indeed Assessments, you can reduce hiring time by 12% according to Indeed data worldwide. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post uh, at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. So remember, Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. As always, thank you for making Locked On Canadians your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms. So, Laura, it is our Monday episode. That means it is the return of three up and three down. And because we are positive people doing our best right now, I suppose we'll start with the two players that we agree on in our three up segment to start. Number one being the surprising Michael Pezzetta. (laughs)
1: we are surprised about this i I actually just really want to quickly say that if you don't follow us on twitter um we are at lo underscore canadians because i've decided now every single game i'm going to come up with three positive things if it kills me and i'm going to post them so it's going to be like the three stars of the game but an extremely frustrating one uh but yes michael Pizzetta, so far as scott has pointed out he has not criminally injured anybody
0: (laughs) That that is the benefit is because as someone who's watched him play a lot in the AHL and through his junior career, he has a tendency to sometimes do something a little bit stupid and get thrown out of the game and suspended for a little while. He's been perfectly cromulent in the NHL. It's he's there. He's playing halfway decently. I have no complaints. It's unfortunately not up to him to fix the team, but all things considered, him playing well is a, a, a surprising good sign that maybe he has turned that corner. I don't think his ceiling is overly high, but if Michael Pizzetta's fine at the NHL level, guess what? You have a cheap fourth line option. You can send Cedric Paquette to Siberia if you wanted to at this point. So I, I guess our, our one of our agreement on the up this week is Michael Pizzetta and his absolutely glorious hair, And the second one is
1: energy. I love his energy.
0: He has the most just chaotic aura around him. And that's because I know who he is. But at the same time, like it's about as old school, like stereotypical hockey players you can get. He's got missing teeth. He's got a shiner. He's got the dirty mustache, the long mullet and everything. And he's just out there throwing hit and he's a dude being dude. You know, it's 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 quite fun to see. And at the opposite end of the spectrum, a guy who's been scoring unstoppably lately, and that Laura and I both agreed on, uh, Nick Suzuki continues to be absolutely great. He had two points against Vegas on the Canadiens' two goals, his own goal and Toffoli's goal. Man, Nick Suzuki's going to be just fine. It's like we said, no one needs to worry about this. Kid looks great out there, and he's starting to get his feet underneath him, and it's a damn shame the rest of the team has just decided to do literally nothing in that same time frame.
1: Nick Suzuki is back. That's all I have to say. The way that he plays is so good. He was extremely instrumental in that first period performance against Vegas. It's a bit sad that we're, we're, we're talking about periods and not games. We want to praise somebody. But he was, he was actually good all game. Like, he's been good the last few games. We're not worried about him. I don't think we were worried about him to begin with. We were just worried that the negative mental health of the rest of the team was uh, sort of getting to him and Cole Caulfield as well. Uh, it seems like he's going to be just fine, and I'm more than happy uh, with the way that he's been playing over the last few games.
0: He, he looks like his old self. He's creative, and now he's getting just a few bounces going his way, which is all we could really hope for. Sooner or later, the bounces kind of go your way. You get that He got that really greasy kind of first goal, and then he's been on fire since then, and I got to be honest – I, I'm really sad that that the rest of the team isn't keeping up. Like they have their chances, but no one else is doing what Nick Suzuki's doing right now, and it's unfortunate because I do think with Suzuki going, that it would take some pressure off of Christian Dvorak or Jonathan Druan or anybody else out there, and it still feels like it's just Toffoli and Suzuki who are the only ones doing anything right now. So. I'm hopeful that it changes in the near future, that even if they're going to lose games, that the offense kind of finds some of their balance out there. But I guess we'll kind of wait and see. And now, for once, Laura and I had a split here in our three-up. And Laura, do you want to go first, or should I name my player first?
1: Let me go first, because I feel like most of the people will agree with you. So that could be the official ruling. Uh, I thought Alexander Romanov had a great game on Saturday night. I think that he's somebody that a lot of times when we're talking about him and not just us, anybody commenting, they still don't know what he's going to be yet. He has some really great games and then he has a great he has some games that are just like three periods of brain farts. It's definitely not consistent right now, but he did everything that you wanted him to do. In that game against Vegas, which is be everywhere, be in everyone's face, clean hits, not bad hits, Uh, you know, be his positioning was better than it has been in a few games, his intensity, his drive. His desire to create, which again, like we're not thinking that he's like the most talented player offensively or gifted in, in any way or that. Like, you know, we're talking about we're still not sure what he's going to turn out to be. But the effort that he put in and the execution that he had in this game was better than we've seen it in such a long time. And so that for me is why he is three. He, he's my other up for this week.
0: And here's the thing is, I'm not in disagreement on that. I had someone else just listed. It, it was nice to have like option options for this week. I had Tyler Toffoli. He had a pair of goals, two really nice goals that paired alongside Nick Suzuki. And he seems to kind of be, you know, generating a little bit more as they go. It's, uh, it's good to see the guys that you're expecting to step up. And Alexander Romanov stepping up is a good thing because Chris Weidman, uh, kind of put in one of the worst efforts I've ever seen on an empty netter chance uh Sammy Niku isn't playing for whatever reason and as someone who watched the rocket all weekend please do not bank your hopes on matthias Norlinder right now anyways uh the Romano playing with confidence even after being a healthy scratch it hopefully assuage some of the fears that Habs fans have that it's like oh he's being scratched his development it's ruined it's It's not the end of the world to scratch a player for a game, especially if they come back and play stronger afterwards. And that just kind of seems where the Canadians are at right now. So I'm happy with Alexander Romanov kind of bouncing back here. And I hopefully that continues because he's had flashes and like so much else on the Canadians, just a little consistency, just a little bit. And now in our next segment, folks, it is time for our three downs. There are... No shortages of people that are on the down list this week, and we will get into those coming up next. But first, I wanna take a moment, I wanna talk to you about Built Go- built Bar, I will say. Thanksgiving, it's great, all good food, turkey, potatoes, all the rolls, everything that your family makes, but if you want something for dessert that isn't full of sugar and calories, it's the perfect time for Built Bar. It can be the ideal holiday dessert, trust me, Stick them in the fridge, stick them in the freezer for a little bit, and it is like an absolutely delectable treat. They're low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high in protein. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. And guess what? You can have them for dessert. You can have them on your way to work in the morning like I do. They make a great midday snack. And no matter what, there is something for everybody. So if you want to, go to built.com. use promo code LOCKED15, and order yourself one of their mixed packs. We get two of their original nine flavors and share them with your family who might not have heard about it yet. All you got to do, go to built.com and use promo code locked 15. And while you're there, be sure to bookmark black Friday because built bar is going to have a huge event with all sorts of surprises for you. We are back. It is the final part of our three up three down segment where we pick our three, three, people or coaches or occurrences or ahl twitter accounts who are on the downswing this week and laura and i have an agreement sort of on our first down laura you didn't love the penalty kill this week correct
1: the vegas golden knights had not scored a single power not one a single power play goal not a single one not like zero zero no power play goals and then against the Montreal Canadiens, they scored two in one game. And I think that's an upset.
0: <laughs> it, it's it's terrible because I knew I was joking. Sherratt went to the box and 11 seconds later they scored. It, it doesn't get any more just like obvious that this was going to happen than that. And mine ties into that, that I agree the PK should be on this list, and it will be on this list for the foreseeable future alongside the Montreal Canadiens power play, because both are determined to make me bald by my 31st birthday. Part of that, my down that ties into this is Cedric Paquette, because his cross-checking penalty put Vegas back on the power play, they scored another power play goal, and that was the one that stood up as the game winner, and I gotta be honest with you, I don't get it anymore anymore. I don't get what cedric Paquette brings to this team physicality is great but when you're taking penalties in the offensive zone that are actively costing your team games just get out i i don't have time for this anymore adam brooks does nothing wrong and gets scratched cedric Paquette got suspended for two games and got immediately put back in the lineup he seems to be completely free of any sort of negative consequence And it's maddening. It's dumb and it's stupid. And Dominique Ducharme needs to answer for why this is a thing. At this point, there are other players in the AHL that I would rather see up here. If you're going to throw the season away, then give some of the younger guys a chance to show you what they've got. Honestly, it's Adam Adam Brooks went from healthy scratch to fourth line center to second wave power play to a healthy scratch in the span of a week. All because that was how it entailed with Cedric Paquette being out of the lineup it's bad. It's real bad. And it's, it's terrible. And that segues into what might be our first double feature and surely not the last. Uh, Dominique Ducharme is on the down list again this week because I've never seen a coach huff and puff and say so little after losses that are kind of on him and his strategy and everything else. And Laura, I went to bat for Dominique Ducharme. I was very happy when the Canadians hired him. I was happy when they promoted him to coach instead of hiring a retread from around the nhl and all he's done since then is basically just spit on my shoes and do nothing to prove that he should still be here i know he got a three-year extension after that stanley cup run but the man just seems devoid of ideas at this point and i gotta say i i'm growing tired of the the th- i i don't even want to say theatrics but you know it's i'm not gonna give you guys a youtube clip Uh, With something I say here, I want you to do literally anything, Dom. I want you to coach the damn hockey team to win a game. I don't think I'm asking much of you to do the bare minimum of your job. And I don't know if I'm just kind of repressing some of that feeling that I'm angry at Ducharme at this point. But it's bad. Like, it's really, really bad.
1: Sometimes players deserve to get thrown under the bus. Sometimes. But that's not often. And a coach that does it all the time, no matter how subtle it is, has run out of the solutions. And when you are, this is now game 14. We just had, they were three and nine. So now they are three and 10. Um, so this is game 13, you cannot have thrown your players under the bus for 13 games. It's not possible. It's not like the answer is not there. And that to me is the thing that is so infuriating is that yes, sometimes a player makes a mistake sometimes the whole game the whole player the, the whole team uh, for the whole game plays badly that does happen. I'm not saying it never happens but 100 percent of the time you can't just keep throwing players under the bus. He does it subtly, but it's clear that he doesn't know what to do and if you don't know what to do and you' are tasked, with coaching a multi-million dollar team with talent it's not like they're devoid of talent maybe they're not the most talented squad in the league or at the conference or you know the division even but they do have talent it's not completely devoid of talent and you are messing up with them it's not a good sign and I gotta tell you to be honest like he was invoking memories of Michelle Therrien uh throwing the entire team under the bus a few a few years ago at this point it's got to be like 10 years ago maybe which time any well (laughs) the soft you know like the the, oh they play soft
0: I would rather Dominique Ducharme say they were soft I would rather have that happen at least there would be some emotion or something oh my god I oh I'm so sorry it's driving me nuts please take an ounce of uh,
1: responsibility accountability
0: That's the word I was looking for. I I couldn't figure out the word and that's the one I wanted. I am begging Dominique Ducharme for the love of God. You are the coach. Take some of this onto your shoulders because it is your fault too. Oh my God. Um,
1: And try something different. Try new things. You're not trying new things. Line blending isn't the same as a new strategy. It's not the same as a new energy. It's not the same as new philosophy. It's not a new idea. Line blending just means let's try these two guys with a different guy this time. That's all line blending is.
0: (sighs) All right, Laura. Well, who is your final down this week?
1: Oh my God, I completely forgot. (laughs) Uh, I got so impassioned talking about Dominique Ducharme. So we had the penalty kill. Yes. Had Dominique Ducharme. And I cannot remember who else I said that. Was it going to be Cedric Paquette?
0: Was it that or was it The Rocket? Because I had something tied oh in as well.
1: <laughs> yes, it was The Rocket. But we told you guys watch The Rocket this weekend. Don't watch The Habs. Well, it was disastrous all across the board. But at least The Habs lost in an extremely new and entertaining way.
0: Yeah, somehow I got the worst of both worlds and managed to watch both the Rocket lose in a 4-0 shutout and watch the Canadians blow that game. It was was quite the cuvee of sadness here on Saturday night. And tied into that is I have Matthias Norlander on my down list and I want to phrase this in a very specific way so people do not think I am just dumping on him. Currently, right now, Matthias Norlinder is not an NHL player. His decision-making, defensive play, and positioning is light years away from what it needs to be at the NHL level. And I'm saying this because Dominique Ducharme has mentioned that he sees a potential spot for him in Montreal this year. And my only thought for that is don't do that send him back to the SHL where he can play with Frölunda and continue to develop the necessary parts of his game. Patrick Bexell has hammered this point that his defensive game is still a ways away from being where it needs to be. He has moments, but there are times that his efforts are not there in the proper way and I think he can become a very good NHL player. I think he's got all the talent to do so. Right now, it is not there. He didn't look great for the Rocket. The Rocket as a whole did not look good. And I know they played two very tough teams in Syracuse and in Utica today, which Utica deleted their Cole will tweet. If you missed it, we'll catch you up another day. But he's not there yet. I think he can get there, but he's not there yet. He is the last down on my list. We do want to hear your three ups and three downs. So please tweet them at us. Give us your three ups, give us your three downs. Tell us we're wrong, tell us we're right. You can tweet us at LO underscore Canadians on Twitter. And as always, thank you so much for making us your first listen every day. We've got a great interview coming up with our friends from the Flames world of hockey coming up later this week. We will have more details on that at another time. And now please make your second listen of the day. Locked On Fantasy Hockey, where Scott Cullen will give you all the advice you need to rule in your fantasy hockey leagues. Much like our show, it is available on all podcasting platforms.